I could uh, parachute out of the plane to the summit of Mount Everest. And they'd list literally everything, but disability never came up. For Mother's Day, the painting I did, and it's still on the, it's still on the landing, it's on the wall. I knew what it felt like to be free and to let everything go and not be bound by the shackles of your chair. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Knights Foundation podcast. My name's Lewis Mason and this podcast is all about our brilliant youth ambassadors from the Knights Foundation, Sophia, Callum, Lewis and Milo, talking about life with a disability, but very much not letting that get in their way. And this episode, they're talking about their inspirations as well as the opportunities they thought might have been out of their reach. If to be taken literally, I never thought that I could skydive. I've done two 15,000 feet skydives, which I got out of my chair, and I never thought that I'd be able to do it, you know. We can't, me and my dad talked about it conversationally as we were walking to school in my primary school. He told me, when you're 16 years old, you're gonna do a skydive. I looked at him and went, yeah, all right. Thinking that it's just one of those things that we have a conversation about. Never in a million years did I think that a couple of years later I would actually be doing it. Not only that, but doing two of them and raising money for charity at the same time. It's crazy. But I also remember that what that experience enabled for me was when I was younger, my dad is an avid motorbiker. So he rides motorbikes. Now, obviously, I'm never going to be able to ride a motorbike because of the nature of my disability. I remember asking him, I said, Dad, what does it feel like? And he couldn't quite put his finger on it because I couldn't actually feel what it felt like. Not only when I did the skydive, that was the point when I knew what it felt like. I knew what it felt like to have the wind in your hair. I knew what it felt like to be free and to let everything go and not be bound by the shackles of your chair. So for me, that was something that I thought, yeah, all right, it'd be something I'd do maybe. I dream about it but then when I actually did it it proved to me that I actually can do things that I thought weren't possible. Were you scared? I think you know everyone asked me this and yes I was before I went in funnily enough when I was going up in the plane the guy had a watch on my instructor had a watch on which basically told you how high we were going got to about 7,000 feet and I couldn't see anything he was like we're not halfway there yet I was like Right, okay. And I thought to myself, you know what, there's only one way I'm going to get out of this plane and it's not by them driving me round. So I thought, I've got to jump out of it now. So with that mentality, I just kind of had to let go of all the worries I had. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I'm doing a skydive soon, but I don't know when. Um, but yeah, that's something I want to do. Oh, I, I really wanted to do what's called a halo jump, so a high altitude, low opening jump, uh, which way you go up super high and Open your, f- your shoot about 3,000, 4,000 feet. Um, your mum's looking absolutely petrified. No. Well, yeah, but you never know. But yeah, I want to do one at some point. I just don't know when. And you said before you are going to climb Everest, didn't you? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get out of the plane first to climb Everest. I, think I could, I could uh, parachute out of the plane to the summit of Mount Everest. What about you, Milo? Is there anything out there you think, yeah, I really want to have a go at that? And it sort of really happened, because a few years ago I thought painting was just a dream, but now I'm actually doing it, and people want me to do it. 
so it's making me feel a bit better about that. There's not many other things. That was the main thing. What made you think you couldn't do it to start with? I mean, it's because I've got way better at door, like painting, because they weren't that good before. But I found my style and what I like to paint, so that's helped me a bit. And what was that feeling when you produced the piece that first made you go, yeah, I can do this? It was a bit of relief, to be honest with you, because I didn't have a plan B at all. It was just, oh, I really want to do this because I enjoy it. That's it. So I just, it was a bit of relief when I, when, when I had made my first good piece. And what was it? It was, so I did, it was my dog when I was nine, I think. It was for Mother's Day, the painting I did. But and it's still on the it's still on the landing. It's on the wall. That was a really good piece. When you watch the TV, or you know you're consumed by media all the time, social media, etc. You see a lot more representation now. You have TV presenters. Lewis, you're disagreeing with me. Go for it. Yeah, I don't get me wrong. I mean, so I I know a guy called Adi Depatan who's uh, got dreadlocks. Does a lot of stuff on TV. He's actually uh, one of my teammates. Um, so I play quite a bit with them. There's more things in like mainstream media, whereas so with, for instance, with sport, it's only it was only last year that um, wheelchair basketball that was actually getting streamed on like BBC, uh, and that was for the women's Premier Division, which is amazing. Um, but it would be good to have like like all the leagues being being televised because at the end of the day, you got to start somewhere. You can't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to join the London Titans Premier Division because, trust me, it's, it's difficult to get into. And it's impossible. It's not impossible, but you have to be like really, really good, like ex-GB or current GB to play. So what more do you think needs to be done? Is it people on TV being able to tell us about it? Is it just that accessibility to... You're talking obviously specifically about basketball, but this could be this could be anything. This could be dancing. It could be anything on on telly or, or elsewhere. I think it just needs to be more like I think people just need to be exposed to it more because not a lot of people know about wheelchair basketball or any any type of other Paralympic sport or event. And I think people would be surprised at how much there is for disabled people to do. So one thing that I did want to draw on looking at what we were talking about is that a lot of people watch a lot of TV, just a standard observation, but especially a lot of young people watch a lot of TV. Now, I've been known to watch the old reality show, for example, and in reality shows such as Love Island or Big Brother or kind of the same vicinity as that you kind of need to have more exposure of disability and what the kind of range of it is because often with Love Island for example they say that they've had disabled people on their programs yes they have they've had someone who's deaf they've had someone with clubfoot They've not had anyone else. So they don't have anyone with physical disabilities that affect their day-to-day. They don't have anyone other than being deaf, of course, with um, invisible disabilities. And you look at the casting um, of these programmes 
And more often than not, every year, it looks the same. You get the same kind of people supporting the same kind of things with the same ideals, similar personality traits. There's no diversity. And that's something that I really want to change. And it really does get to me because every year I watch it to see who's going to be on it. And there's no one with a disability. There's no one with invisible disabilities. And it does annoy me. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think like TV, social media, anything, they are getting more diverse. However, they're showing loads of groups like let's say the LGBTQ community um, and other races. Disability never, never really gets highlighted. I remember in college, I couldn't tell you word for word, but it would highlight um, equality or something. And they'd list literally everything, but disability never came up. And I was like, mm, you kind of got to include everyone if you're going to say you're including everyone. But no. It's almost like a forgotten minority, is that the word? Yeah. You're listening to the Knights Foundation podcast. The Knights Foundation provides support and equipment to disabled, deprived and seriously ill children and their families. Find out more at thenightsfoundation.org. Is there anyone that you've seen maybe in the spotlight somewhere on TV, um, within the media, who you've seen as almost a bit of an inspiration? You've got actually, this is someone who I can kind of look up to and someone who is doing what I want to do and have found a way to do it? So for me personally, um, there was a young girl called Jordan Bone. Now Jordan Bone, at the age of 15, she suffered a car crash and she became paralysed from the neck down. Of course, it's a slightly different experience as I've been disabled from birth. However, the premise of what she experienced afterwards is the same. She had to relearn to do her makeup, to wash her face, to brush her hair, to do simple daily tasks. And it was not until I'd heard about her and I was actually in my hospital bed downstairs because I'd had to move it downstairs because I'd had an operation of feet reconstruction and hip reconstruction. So four of my limbs were in cast and I was in a profiling bed downstairs. You know what, I was twiddling my thumbs, I didn't have anything to do, I got bored. And mum said, you should start doing makeup. And I found this girl, and I walked through her experience, through YouTube videos. She documented her experience of trying to do these things, but not doing them successfully at first, failing, and what that looks like. And for me, it gave me the confidence to do it. And I know it's something so small and it's probably something that's very girly, but I do my makeup every day. And without her, I wouldn't know how to do it. So yeah, she's someone that I really do look up to. She's not well known by a lot of people, but she is a real inspiration to me. Well, I was gonna say about a guy called Adi Deppesan, the guy I play wheelchair basketball with. He obviously does a lot of stuff on TV. And he's just like, I, I can't remember what, he, I think it was polio he had, I think. And he played for Great Britain 
was really, really successful. Uh, and he's now got a kid as well and, and a wife. And he is just the most down-to-earth person you'll ever meet. He's absolutely hilarious. And he is just an absolute geezer, honestly. He's he's amazing. Um, yeah, I just... He's... He definitely gave me the confidence to realise that I can do it. And it's going to be difficult because at the end of the day, it's not like I can, you know, go upstairs and stuff like that. But I'm sure I could one day if I found ways to do it. What, what advice has Addy given you? Is he, have you spoken to him about... Yeah, so, I mean, we haven't re- I haven't really spoken to him in detail, but I, I told him that... I, I, so, oh gosh, I can't speak English now. Um... I've been struggling with my mental health quite a bit, uh, so I was just I asked him for some advice, and he just said, "Just, just be you, just do what makes you happy, and not worry about anyone else." And I'm not gonna lie to you, I still do worry about what other people think about me, but um, I don't know. Yeah, he's just he's just an absolute amazing guy. It's just it's it's nice to know, even with a disability, you can do yourself. Milo, how about you? Who inspires you? I mean, there's there's a few, but and I've got a basketball coach called Ricky Madison and he he moved back he was an American first but he moved back to America but he was he had a lot of he had humour but he also you knew him quite well like he didn't he wasn't hidden about his personality like you could tell but if we all misbehaved he had push ups but the way he the way he like knew us was, was a lot of fun he didn't just, he wasn't like, I don't want to know you, but he, you could talk to him quite well and you you could get a good laugh out of him. That sounds like it's important, the whole getting to know you thing. Because yeah. as we said, everyone might say, oh, they're disabled. But no, every person's different. Their disability is different and affects them differently. Yeah. I mean, because basketball, that obviously connected you. Because he played Division One for the team that I'm part of. That... But because I look, I watched his games that he was in, and that just his play style, that was what I wanted to be. So, what about you, Carl? Oh, it's a tough one. I'm not actually too sure. I would have to say, one of my friends is only a little bit older than me, in his twenties. He's just finishing uni in the last year. He's called Tom, and yeah, he he plays wheelchair football at quite a high level. He's in the development squad for England. And I think he just put in lots of hard work, dedication, and he's got to where he is just by sticking at it, not worrying about other people. And I think that's taught me a lot. Well, guys, we've been speaking about so many things, but we're going to bring this podcast to an end. Um, We will be back, of course, with another episode, but... For now, thank you very much and see you later. See you later.